Hi, welcome to Hot Off the Steam, a student-made podcast devoted to informing you on everything related to STEM fields. Our host, Nakaya, interviews professionals to bring you the latest career advice and opportunities right here in the KC area. Whether it's IT or new vaccines, all our information is sure to be hot Hello, off the everyone. steam. Hello, everyone. My name is Nakaya Woodley, and I'm here with Chrissy Chandler. Um, so before we start off, what is your current job, and how did you get into it? So right now, I uh, serve as the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Specialist and the first LEGO program delivery partner for the KC STEM Alliance. Uh, the way I got into that work is, I'm gonna have to, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back about uh, 10 or 11 years where I went with my nephew to a, what he was calling, come to my robotics competition, auntie. So I was like, of course, I'm gonna support my nephew. He was, it was LEGO robotics is what he was calling it. I'd never heard of such a thing, but I wanna support my nephew. I went and saw all of these young people working with robots, problem solving, being so kind to each other and practicing what I know now to be the spirit of friendly cooperation. And I was immediately drawn in. And as I was there, a lady came up to me who at the time was the program delivery partner for the uh, Kansas City region, we used to be called something else. And she said, hey, I heard you work for Center School District because I was a, a full-time teacher there at the time. Actually, no, I was in the IT department there at the time. And I said, yes. And she said, would you be interested in starting some of these teams at Center? I'd walk you through it. We'd love to get this program in Center. I said, oh my gosh, absolutely. So I started and created my first team at the middle school there then just ventured out and created teams in every elementary school, trained the uh, coaches and passed the teams on when, when the coaches were ready in each building. And from there, I mean, this was it. This was something I wanted to be a part of for the rest of my life because I recognized what this program did for kids. And the opportunity for program delivery partner became available. I applied for that with the KC STEM Alliance and was offered the position. Then um, I also developed the <clears throat> high school robotics program. It was already in existence. It was the one ro robotics program we had. So it was already in existence, but I uh, was able to grow and diversify the program. So I came up with strategies to make sure that black and brown students were engaged in a good STEM programming. So then the KC STEM Alliance and the Kansas City STEM ecosystem saw a need for a person that was singularly focused on this mission. And then I was offered that position as well. So uh, that gave me the opportunity to work full time with this awesome organization that's doing such great things with kids across the Kansas City region. That's amazing. So are, do you have any projects you're working on right now? Um, well, we just wrapped up our Closing the Racial Gap in STEM series where we had the opportunity to engage several different STEM stakeholders in the area, uh, educational partners, administrators, teachers, students who have been richly involved in STEM over the years. And so based on that information, we're putting together this comprehensive guide with uh, information that organizations can use and consider 
really consider on how they close the racial gap in STEM. So I'm working on that. And I'm also writing a diversity, equity, inclusion strategic plan for the Kansas City STEM ecosystem and developing a mission statement to, that supports that work. So that's one of the big things I'm working on now, along with it is first Lego league season. So I am working on planning all of the qualifiers, getting ready for our championship event, which will take place in Center this year. So January 29th, we will have our first Lego League Championship event at Crown Center. So I am uh, really involved in working on that right now and working on making sure that we are having events in our urban core. There are challenges sometimes that our students in our urban core face along in line with transportation, some uh, socioeconomic disadvantages, those sort of things. So one of the strategies in closing this racial gap is putting things in place to overcome those challenges. And one of those things is making sure that we are hosting events in our neighborhoods where parents and students and community members can access them easily. So we're um, holding up our first, first Lego League qualifier at Truist Elementary, which will play, take place on December 4th. Okay. So I know you talked a lot about how you were in center for IT, well, centered um, schools for IT and things like that. So how did you really get into the whole IT side? Okay, so I'm gonna take you back again. Let's go back to 1999, <clears throat> the, the Y2K disaster that was supposed to happen. So I had got hired at Black and Beach to be an administrative assistant. Well, they saw that I had an aptitude. And at the time, I was in very early 20s. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up yet. And they saw that I had an aptitude for technology. So they said, we wonder if you would work on this Y2K project. There were engineers that were all over the United States in the field that had laptops. Well, a little history on the Y2K thing. It was thought that when the clocks flipped over to the year 2000, they would actually say 1900 is what the computers would read. Everything would shut down. It's the end of the world as we know it. Well, to prevent what could have at the time kind of been blown a little bit out of proportion, uh, I had to apply patches and uh, updates to all of these laptops with these engineers who are scattered all over the United States. And that was really my start in IT. And I realized, oh my gosh, I love this work. It challenged me. It didn't tie me to a desk. Uh, I got to problem solve. And I figured, okay, finally, this is, this is what I wanna do. So I worked on that project, worked at Black and Beach for about two and a half years, then moved on to Health Midwest where I was singularly focused on IT support, network support, did a little web design there. And then worked there for several years. I had my son, stayed home with him for a while and then went into the center school district where I was able to go back into the IT department and train some teachers. And I loved, teaching people how to do hard things and, 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 and giving them the confidence to say, I know you think this is hard, but you can do it. And then that kind of put the, my director at the time, that kind of was a light bulb for moment for him. And he said, you know what? You should be a teacher. You'd be great at this. And so then I went and got a bachelor's degree in education, was able to get, because I had worked in IT, I was able to get some kind of 
different certifications to teach different classes at, at, at center because DESE required uh, for some of their computer maintenance, computer networking and programming certifications that the teacher have worked in industry. So that was uh, unique to have a person that had left industry and went into teaching. And so then I was able to develop an, an IT uh, curriculum and program for the students at center. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that's a, honestly a really great like way of going into how like whatever you wanted to actually go into and be able to still do what you want to as well. Yeah. Um, so when it came to the education parts of you getting the IT and the, edu uh, the teaching degree, what type of classes do you have to take in order to get those like those certifications? Okay, so here's the thing. I initially thought that when I was going to go into teaching, I wanted to be an elementary teacher. So my bachelor's degree is actually in elementary education. And so I went through all of the classes for elementary and then I student taught third grade. And at the end of my student teaching experience, I'm like, I don't know who these saints are and angels that teach elementary school, but I don't think I'm one of them. <laughs> well, well, fortunately, the principal of the alternative school had gotten the idea of giving, getting IT certifications for some of the alternative school students so that they would have something other than just a diploma when they left high school. So she said, Christy, and she had done a little research and realized to certify a teacher to do this, they had to have worked in industry. She said, Christy, you would be the perfect fit for this. Would you be willing to develop this for us? And I said, yes, absolutely. So I had a, one of the requirements is gotta have a bachelor's degree. 4,000 hours in industry, and then 16 graduate level credit hours in career and technical education, which you would take, which I took at University of uh, Central Missouri. And so those three things allowed me to education for uh, through the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education also have a, a computer network and programming certification and I have a robotics technology certification as well that allow me to teach these classes because of the having a bachelor's degree 16 graduate level credit hours and 4,000 hours working in industry nice that's I feel like it probably sounds like it's kind of like a scary type thing, but it will come out better in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, I mean, if you think about it, and it didn't have to be a bachelor's in education, it helped, but any bachelor's degree would will work for that. And then those 16 credit hours, I did those all online. And the cool thing is I was able to apply those to my master's degree which is in career and technical lead on stone there. And then the 4,000 hours of working, that's really, I believe, when you add it up, two to two and a half years of working in information technology. Mm -hmm. And so that all allows me to, that all of that allows me to teach computer hardware and operating systems class, which allows kids to get up to two industry recognized certifications. 
So for future generations that want to go into somewhere of the jobs that you in, in the vicinity of what you're doing, what would you want to see in them? Um, you know what? You have to have a want a willingness to, to be flexible. What we know about the IT industry, information technology, computers, period, is that they there's constant change. So to be okay with the way it was yesterday may not be the way it is tomorrow. Okay. Um, you have to have, you have to be a lifelong learner because what I didn't mention is that I also have two project lead the way certifications as well. And so I actually have uh, three, but the two that I use in high school are computer science essentials and computer science principles. That's programming. And I took, in my whole college career, I've only gotten one D and that was in computer programming. Didn't like it, mm -hmm. I was horrible at it. <laughs> Never wanted to see it again. But going back to that idea of how things are always transitioning, coding and computer programming is now those are highly sought after jobs. Absolutely. And it is incumbent upon us as educators to make sure that we have a diverse, highly trained STEM workforce. So that means as an educator, I needed to be flexible and say, even though I don't like programming, this is what our workforce needs. So I'm gonna have to be flexible, go back, get the training so that I can make sure that my kids are ready, that our students are ready to take on this future STEM workforce. Yeah. So that goes back to that flexibility mm -hmm. and the willingness to be a lifelong learner. So when it comes to the jobs that you do have, was it what you expected going into it at first? You know, I would, no. This is not where I expected that I would end up, for sure. Because if you go back years ago, Chris, Chrissy Chandler, fresh out of high school, I want to be an FBI agent, one. Then I realized I'm, they had to carry guns. I don't know what TV show I was watching that, that, that made me think I could be an, a, a law enforcement agent without carrying a gun. But anyway, <laughs> so this is not where I thought I would be. Yeah. And this job ended up being way different than I could have imagined that it would have been. I planned on working at the alternative school. I loved working with that population of students mm -hmm. because, I mean, this is where I felt like, oh my gosh, I could really make a change here. Love working with that population of students. So I figured that's where I would be, teaching in an alternative school for who knows how many years. Well, then when the idea presented itself of moving this program to the high school, I was a, kind of a victim of my own success so we could engage more students. You know, I, I, I never thought I would be there and I never thought I would land with the Casey STEM Alliance, having the privilege of developing and engaging, developing programs and engaging so many students across the Kansas City region. Uh, I, I never thought we would be in a place where we would need someone to focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion and creating a diverse workforce. I, in a sense, although I love that I'm here doing this work, 
I figured if you would have asked me 10 or 15 years ago, we'd be further along than this. So I never imagined that there would be a need for this at this time. Mm -hmm. So if I have my way in 10 or 15 years, there is no longer a need because we have globally, everyone has recognized the need for a diverse workforce. Those strategies have been put in place to make sure that representation, we have representation. Ideally, that's the direction that we're going. So long story short, no, never. Uh, this did not turn out to be what I thought it would be, but I'm loving what it is. So kind of bouncing around here, but for when it comes to both high school and college, and if someone were to go down the same footsteps that you were going through, what tips would you give for them to succeed in both high school and in college? So in, in high school, keep your grades up. I mean, and, and when you're a freshman, don't feel like, oh, this is my year to do what I want to do. Start off strong because it's harder to play catch up. So start off strong. Um, don't feel like you have to have all the answers right after high school. I have to know exactly what I'm going to do. You don't. Go to college and figure it out. Don't shy away from community college. Our metropolitan community colleges. Um, I did that and I was able to transfer all of those hours over and not have for two years, all of that was paid for. So no student loan there. And then take advantage of the programs that exist in your high school. Right now, in especially in what we call the South Kansas City Collaborative, which is Grandview, Hickman and Center, they are offering what's called Early College Academy, where you can get all of those general eds out of the way free of charge and transfer those over to just about any university in the Missouri and Kansas area. That's, that's really good actually. So now we're gonna actually move over to our fast favorites, which is basically just going to try and lighten up the mood a little bit after it's a lot of information. So it's just gonna be a few questions just thrown at you and just answer them as fast as possible. What's your favorite quote? Oh, that's hard. I have, I'm full of quotes. Um, history, despite its wrenching pain, cannot be unlived. But if faced with courage, need not be lived again. May Angelou. I like that quote, actually. I might have to use it a little bit. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite food or drink? Um, I like Chinese food, any, any kind of Thai, Japanese, Asian type food. And favorite drink, although I try to drink it only once a week, is Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite childhood show? Um, probably old, old sitcom, which was, came out before I was born, but I still watch it to this day. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you were to go back to any time in history and talk to someone from that time period, who would it be? It would probably be Malcolm X to, to gain an understanding, an, a true understanding of what his mission really was. Yeah. Because I think history has distorted a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our last best favorite is who is your favorite idol? My favorite idol? Mm -hmm. Or someone that you look up to? Oh, um... 
You know what? That would probably be if we're talking about someone that has some celebrity, Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. Yes, because she and she she had a rough start in life and a rough uh, upbringing, dug her way out and inspired millions. And yeah. then we're talking about a real life person, my grandmother. She uh, rest her soul, but she lived to be one hundred and pretty much upheld an entire community. That's amazing. Yeah. So what impact do you think that your grandmother and Maya Angelou had on you when entering this like the field that you're in right now? You know, my grandmother, she always, and I would say my, my mother even too, they, they endowed me with this confidence that said, you can. So even if I doubt myself, even if I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm ready for this, this next step. I think about them. Mm-hmm. And then I think about my grandmother and at a time when there were no words to it, she was a service minded individual. And as far as Maya Angelou, just that practical calm that, that she displayed in the midst of all adversity. And right now, when as a person of color, as people of color, there's so much adversity being thrown our way. So many things being, uh, so many roadblocks being put in the way of success. And just thinking about how, even under the most intense pressure, she seemed to always display this calm. Yeah. Always reflect on that calm. So based on all your experiences and your favorites or your dislikes, uh, what would you say your dream job is? I'm doing it now. Seriously, I love the work that I do with the KC STEM Alliance. I get to work with the best people. Mm-hmm. And and shout out to Martha McKay and her, her support, her willingness to always self-examine and examine the systems. I, I just, I can't think of a, a, a better work environment. I love the flexibility of this job. I love the, 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 the greater impact I'm having the opportunity to make across our city. This isn't something that just in, in, impacts one classroom of students or one uh, school or even one school district. It's larger than that. So I love the fact that I get to have that, that impact on, on students and really get to work at the big picture. And that's always been really important to me. Mm-hmm. So how do you see your career evolving in the next 10 to 20 years? You know, I, I see myself maybe um, moving into more of a leadership position in a not-for-profit organization. I, I, 20 years ago, you, I never would have thought I would have loved working in the not-for-profit arena as much as I do. So I see myself in the next, you know, five, 10, 15 years, maybe moving into a leadership position in a not-for-profit organization and specifically an educational organization. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give to students or future leaders today? Um, It goes back to a question you asked me earlier, flexibility, and the willingness to be a lifetime learner. We, we can't ever get into a place where we're stagnant. 
that just means that you're willing to be an open-minded listener. You're willing to, I remember I said several years ago that what was going to separate the educated from the uneducated was just the willingness to seek out the information. So I would say it all goes back to what I said earlier, just the flexibility and the willingness to be a lifelong learner and seek out the information. Mm-hmm. So would you like to say anything else before we wrap up today's episode? Oh, no, not really. It is always a pleasure to get to talk to you. I love it. Keep doing what you're doing. I can't wait to see your future is so bright. I can't wait to see what you do. So thank you so much for this opportunity. I appreciate you. I appreciate this privilege. And I just can't wait to see how bright your future is. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Casey STEM Alliance Hot Off the Steam podcast. Make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at STEMKC for the latest updates on new episodes and much more.